The 49ers defense once again looks impressive in their 33-17 win over the Miami Dolphins yesterday, but the Niners lose Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Brock Purdy time, or is it? We'll find out. We're going to talk all about it on a new episode of the Sprint Right Option Podcast, starting right now. Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. We are live. It is a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini, joined as always by the incomparable Jason Aponte. I think that means uncomparable. I think that's I, I just used a big word to start the podcast. Like Sounds smart. We're, we're establishing a reputation here on the Sprint Ride Option Podcast as people who use big words, so I got to match Jason. Sometimes we're live. It's a Monday afternoon, Monday evening, Monday night, wherever you're at. Doesn't matter. Uh, Jason, how you doing on this Monday that I'm sure there's not a bunch of stuff to talk about 49 it's actually been good, man. My PlayStation 5 is humming along. I've gotten pretty far in God of War Ragnarok. Oh, I'm so excited. Can we just talk PS5, honestly? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, if it helps me get away from the sadness of, you know, the news about Jimmy Garoppolo, sure. But, uh, yeah, the PS5 is pretty cool, man. And uh, I'll tell you this. Tired playing God of War Ragnarok on your PS5. Wired playing Snoopy's Grand Adventure over and over because Averly won't let you play anything else. That is how you hey. optimally get the most out of your PlayStation 5. Hey, man, listen, if, if there's an online portion to Snoopy's Grand Adventure, I will buy that game and play it with you. I don't care. You oh. shouldn't. It came out in 2015, so here's what's here, real quick. Let's, let's <laughs> oh, it's a PS4 game? Yeah, let's talk about this game real quick. Yes. I'm sure so, nobody wants to hear us talk about 49ers. We'll talk PS4. No, let's just let people get in here. <laughs> yeah, Make no, sure you no, like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification yes. bell for when we live. Get all the advertising stuff out. Let's talk ps5 now <laughs> um during the pandemic averly's one of averly's favorite movies became the peanuts movie and yes. you know she watches snoopy in space the the snoopy show all the old school charlie brown things right mm-hmm. so there was a companion game that went along with it obviously there's no peanuts movie game because what are you supposed to do there's no evil people in the peanuts movie so they came up with this game so i thought during the pandemic hey there's a game stop a few blocks away from my house from where we live I'll just go on down there and I'll probably buy a used version. It'll cost, you know, whatever, five, seven dollars. The game costs twenty-four dollars. You know why, Andrew Pasquini? Because it's been discontinued everywhere else, and no one has ever put this game out. So I spent twenty-four dollars on a used game that was from twenty fifteen. It could it could be worse. NCAA football 14 is discontinued, and that's like a hundred and twenty. That's different mods. though. There's, yeah, that's there's, different. There's mods for it. There's yes, like yes, this, yes. like this is completely different. So I say, you know what, for the greater good, let's entertain my daughter. Let me get it. We start playing it. And she doesn't care in the beginning. (laughs) Like, doesn't care. And then it got to a point where she made me beat this entire children's game, which (laughs) where, like, Snoopy gets hit and you can grab the heart right back and you never die. And literally, I fired up my PS5 and it was in my hard drive, like the the, the games, because I have an external. So she just would not let me not play this game. So there's my spiel. Guys. just make sure that when you have uh, kids, you realize what's in front of you. Yes, yes. You, know, you don't get to play the video games you want to play anymore. You you do you do what the kid wants to do. No, I would 100% play a Charlie Brown video game where like there's a mission to go trick-or-treating and collect all the rocks. I think that'd be a fun one. I got a rock. Why does he get the rocks? See, it's, 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 dude. I, okay. So last thing, and then we'll talk Niners football. We yeah. promise, guys. I, I promise. Was, J- Jamie was like listing these things she got the other day. Jamie, my girlfriend, uh, like a couple months ago before Halloween. And I jokingly go, I got a rock. 
she did not know. She looked at me like, what, what are you talking about? So I got to show her the, the Charlie Brown, Chris, our Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there um, you go. Great pumpkin, great pumpkin, right? Great pumpkin, yeah. Charlie Brown. And it's yeah. the dumbest thing. I laugh every time Dude. When, when Charlie is just, I got to rock. Dude, and the worst part is, and this is it. This is where yes, we're gonna close. Yes, I love this. Charlie so, Brown. So Charlie Brown is the most disrespected character, uh, person in 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 any sort of medium. Yeah. Like any of these movies, all they do is bully this kid. I don't know what they're supposed to learn. All right, here, 49ers football. Let's talk about it. Uh, I was gonna say at some point it's his fault for trying to kick the ball. Lucy tells him to kick. At some yeah, point, and she's so she's it's on him. One after the second time, it's on him from that point yeah. on. Anyways, 100%. hey, the only 49ers podcast that will open their their podcast up with Charlie Brown conversation. I promise we're going to talk 49ers. I love you. Starting really. now. Hey, I Get love to you sleep. too, Jason. She's in the other room singing right now, not in bed, is sleeping, but yeah, whatever. I love it. I love it. Here we go, Jason. Niners beat the Miami Dolphins 33-17 to in a game that was weird because the score doesn't necessarily tell the whole story because I thought it was a very close competitive game. But at the same time, the score kind of tells the whole story because the Niners kind of dominated at the same time. Like, it's a really weird game. As always, we are going to start position by position, and we're going to start at the quarterback position, and obviously that's the big news. That's the people who are here. Real quick, Swan Song, this one, this this episode, it's a movie called Race for Your Life, Charlie Deep Brown, cut. that I own for Avery Lee, by the way. Deep it's cut, a, just him yes. dropping specific movies like, yo, that Race one's Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown is what that's <laughs> called. That's what that's called. All right, so yeah, we're here talking quarterbacks, and I'm sure a lot of people are here to hear this portion of it. Jimmy Garoppolo gets the start for the 49ers after the first drive. He tries to throw a pass, so I believe Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he gets tackled a little awkwardly. He limped off the field. I, I realized they didn't show it on the TV broadcast. I went back and watched some TV broadcast. So they didn't show anything on him. He limped off the field. I watched him limp. He goes to the blue tent. He is ruled questionable with an ankle injury. He's carted off the field, and then it changes. He's ruled questionable with an ankle to he is ruled out with a foot injury, which was kind of a concern right away because it going from an ankle to a foot. We learned that it is broken foot. He's done for the season. Brock Purdy comes in, goes 25 for 37, 210, two touchdowns, one interception. And, Jason, let's just stay there. Let's start the conversation with what Brock Purdy did yesterday, what – he did against the Dolphins, how he helped, whatever. And then we'll talk about what the Panthers did in the context of the 49ers. So let's just start the conversation with yesterday. I thought Brock Purdy was fine. I thought nothing spectacular. I guess the best way to describe it is he's a Jimmy Garoppolo who can move the pocket a little bit because he's, he's a little mobile. That's the lazy way to answer to say that. I know it's there's a lot more complex answers. I'm just here to give the lazy answers. Jason's here to give the complex answers. He looked fine. I don't think he was asked to do a ton. I know he threw the ball 37 times, which is a lot. And I saw people trying to make the connection of like, oh, well, how often has Jimmy been asked to throw the ball 37 times? Literally last week. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, literally last week, he threw he threw the ball 37 times against the New Orleans Saints. That same yeah. number, literally last week. Like exactly <laughs> yeah, last week. Uh, uh, but the running game was just as good. They carried the ball 30. It was a pretty balanced offense from Kyle Shanahan, especially after – uh Garoppolo exited as I said I thought he was fine and that's like kind of the context I have for the game obviously we're going to talk what the future means so Jason I want to see what you thought about Purdy because you had the advantage of the TV and hearing what people were saying I did not I was at the game not to brag um what were your thoughts on the 49ers rookie quarterback um Brock Purdy I think when you think about all things considered being tossed into the game 
being asked to do what he did, I think it goes above fine. Yeah, Andrew, I do. Um, poised, the the Dolphins blitzed him. I thought his best throw wasn't even a touchdown throw. It was the third down throw to George Kittle. I thought his second best throw was the one that Christian McCaffrey dropped in which he watched Christian McCaffrey through the zone, put it where he could only put it, get it. And you know what? It's a difficult catch for McCaffrey, but you know what? You got your hands on it. You need to catch that. Yeah. Um, I've had some derogatory things to say about Brock Purdy, but I have nothing bad to say about him after this game. Yeah. And I will remind people because they've been in my mentions. They're here in the YouTube comments. It was one game. Yeah. Brock Purdy was good. It was very good. But I think I want to talk about something a little bit off script here. No, that's Andrew. Fine. I'm absolutely gutted for James Richard yeah. Garoppolo, man. And let me explain. I tell you guys to keep the same energy. And when we talk about the human being, when Trey Lance gets injured, when Jason Barrett tears his ACL, I'm going to preach the same exact thing because that's what I believe. It's not yeah. something that I was just making up or saying. No. The guy fought through everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, man. Um, being asked to leave, no playbook, and then being brought back and then just doing what he could while he was here, playing his best football. I'm gutted for Jimmy Garoppolo, man. And if that's the last snap that he takes as a 49er, I'm hurt, man. Mm-hmm. I'm hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it too heavy and talking about like you know what i would have preferred of course you know i i want to trade lance over him last Mm -hmm. year fine cool but i'm not above saying that i feel bad for the human being Mm -hmm. the locker room loves him yeah jimmy garoppolo did everything right Mm -hmm. consummate professional everything everything i'm gutted for him right now i am because it's another season of this and people are just going to throw dirt on the man's name. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's cool. Again, if I preached, you need to think about the human with Jason Verrett, Trey Lance, other guys who have sustained you know, season-ending injuries, why wouldn't I keep it that way? Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, that's probably your last snap. But, you know, <sighs> let me just take probably you know out of it. I, I know, right? We've, we've kind of learned that. Yeah, like, no, we've no, said no, that no, before, listen, I, yeah. Done. I'm done with predictions about what the hell this team is going to do. I'm done. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I want you to know this. I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you for exactly what you did when you were asked to do it. You were the consummate professional. You did everything the right way. Literally seven, ten other teams would have been better with you as their as their quarterback. Yeah. That's like I don't want to get lost in the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is still a human being. He is going to have to deal with this again. He left in the third quarter to just go be with his family, mm-hmm. meaning he knew yeah. um, at, at that point that, that his season was most likely over. I just it's, – it's hard for me to sit around and just, you know, yes, the 49ers won. Yeah. But, like, come on, man. Like, it, yeah. it, we've got we've to gotta give Jimmy Garoppolo his respect. We have a, uh, we have a donation real quick, so. Yes. Um, when Jimmy went down, the first thing I did was yell, damn you, bad luck, Andrew, stay away from Levi yeah. Stadium. Totally Andrew's fault. Make yeah. sure you blame him. Yeah. But then Bert, Purdy came in and balled out, so you're good. Love you both. Keep it up. Thank you for the donation. Thank you for the donation. Your um, yeah, you know, I think we all echoed, not the not the damn you, Andrew. Thing. Yeah, not that part. Um, no, I think we echoed the similar sentiments yeah. because no matter what anybody wants to say, Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Brock Purdy. 
Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo gave yeah. this team the best chance to win yeah. every single week, you know, that was left on here. I just don't want people misremembering revisionist history, mm-hmm. talking crazy about Jimmy Garoppolo when he did everything the right way. So I guess that's the best way I could put it. I just it was hard to get on here today because it's just yes. like him. I am I am feeling I'm gutted for Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo in the same way that I was gutted for Trey Lance, in the same way that I was gutted for Jason Verrett. Mm-hmm. I do not lose the fact that these are human beings. Yeah. And also, it's my quarterback, man. That's... It's my quarterback, man. What happened? So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, look, props to Brock Purdy, though, man. He did yes. really well. We're going to see going forward, obviously. We're going to talk about something different, you know, when it comes to that. And, and mm-hmm. Andrew's going to lead us into that. But Brock Purdy did exactly what was asked of him. Props to him for staying ready. I will say this what he does better than Jimmy Garoppolo is he processes the field better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the athletic gifts aren't the same with garoppolo that's why he gets away with some of those things he has more zip on his ball Mm -hmm. um but damn man i just i'm just gutted for jimmy hey andrew you you could talk now yeah and obviously like i i following along with the news and all that i didn't even have that thought today until today of man we might have really just seen his last snap with the niners just like that and and that's the thought that's really like i'm not I like talking Niners football. I'm not particularly thrilled to talk today about it just because of Me the neither. injury. If I, if I seem like I'm down, if I yeah, seem like, it, if I seem like it I'm surly. And, and it's the same thing with the Trey Lance thing, right? It, it's it, it's you lose your starting quarterback for the season. And, and it's a very unique situation the Niners are going through as well because I'm sure in NFL history, and I can't think of a time off the top of my head, so if anybody can think of one, let me know. That that teams have lost two quarterbacks for a season where they lose their starter and then their backup gets hurt. I, I mean, we've seen it with the Niners with you know going from Garoppolo to Beathard. Beathard didn't get hurt to Mullins. The Niners have legitimately lost two starting quarterbacks this season. Like, like I know Jimmy Garoppolo was the backup entering the season, but he is a starting quarterback by definition of what the term means. Um, it, it's, nobody was happy. No, nobody who like, I'm sorry, Andrew, let me just, yeah, no, it's you say, Hey man, listen, like that's not, no, that's, and, and if, if you tuned into my post game show, if you tuned into what that was that entire week, it was all the same message. This is what I preach. Keep the same energy from one through 52. When guys lose their season, look at the human. Yeah. Look at the human. And, and TC, I don't know who you are. I've never seen your name in the comments as well. No, like, and, and, I, hey, and I'm not trying to talk crazy. Yeah, just no, like, no, 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 no. I'm adding to your point is that go back and listen to our Seahawks post game and, and tell us that we were happy because we definitely weren't. And it, it's the same thing here. It, it's, it's, I don't want to go as far to say that the Super Bowl thought could be gone at this point. It's a conversation for another day. But it, it definitely doesn't help, right? And I see yeah, that Edgardo, when Eagles lost once, Nick Foles. Edgardo, they didn't lose both of them. They didn't lose Wentz and it, Foles. Yeah, because because Foles, like, if, if we want to use that argument, Wentz is Lance and Garoppolo is Wentz Foles. is Lance and Garoppolo is Foles. Because Foles had NFL experience. And, and wait, 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 wait. And who was the quarterback that was third? Uh, I was literally going to Google it. Nate. Sudfeld. Oh, that is Sudfeld. See, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's. I, I get. Like, listen, I get what a lot of people are saying and the positive. Like, I understand it because it's 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 really easy to try and spin things positively and say that maybe Brock Purdy can be the one to lead this team. I don't know how realistic that is, um, because listen, and here's the comparison comparison I want to make, Jason, and and it's one Niner fan should be familiar with. 
Brock Purdy was good. I, me saying he played well enough, probably too soft. He played he played good yesterday. I'll, I'll take what I said back 15 minutes ago and say he played good yesterday. The Niners won. He played. No, fine. I think he played. I think he played very well. Considering very well. Then we'll we'll use the word very well. No, just me, just me. Because yeah. when when you look at how aggressive the Dolphins were, they blitzed him oh, the yeah. entire oh, time. There was a lot of zero safety tops from right. what I was watching. One safety top, but. We, we we saw him yesterday in a game where we didn't see him play, and we talked about it earlier with Bailey Zappi uh, earlier in the season, and I forget the other back of court. Oh, the Cowboys, Cooper Rush. Nick Mullins in his first start, Raiders not really knowing what to expect because they probably didn't fully prep for him. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, 262 cooks him. Nick Mullins never had another start in which he had multiple touchdown passes and no interceptions. He had one other game of that sort, and that was after Garoppolo went down in 2020 against the Seahawks, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just we need to keep what Brock Purdy did yesterday in context. It's one game. Let's see what like and this and it goes into my other point that I want to make. And this is an impossible point I'm going to try and make, Jason. I am officially at the point with the 49ers season where I'm going to throw all my narratives away and I'm just going to watch this team. I, I I see people trying to say, Hey, I've been high on Purdy all season. Yeah. Firstly, like I, but like it's time to just now throw those away and And, and watch this football team for what it's going to be because it's going to be different. I know people are high on Purdy. I know people are low on Purdy. Oh, but let's just watch him from this point. Right. Yes. Andrew. I'll let you get your point. I now. love you. I love yes. you because you literally have just really struck the right the right chord. Yeah. It's one game. Yes. It is one game. Yeah. The anointing of yeah. this man now after one game is ridiculous. Yes. What he did on yesterday was great. Yes. But now it has become, I'm good on this quarterback. I'm good on this quarterback because we have Brock Purdy. None of you. Yeah. None of you were ever mm-hmm. believing that. None of yes. you ever wanted that, okay? Yep. Now, look. I'm glad you brought up Nick Mullins. Yes. Andrew, I am so glad you brought up Nick Mullins. Purdy reminds me so much of Nick Mullins, <laughs> yes. man. It's, it's ridiculous. Yes. It's literally the guy. Mullins processed better than, than Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to see Mullins over Garoppolo, but Kyle Shanahan somehow crafted game plans and put up stats with Nick Mullins that had him in a discussion with Mahomes and Luck and all those guys. (laughs) I love that. That's still one of my favorite graphics of all time. (laughs) So look, I don't want Brock Purdy to fail. Yeah. I want this team to succeed, Mm -hmm. but my goodness are you guys running with something now all of a sudden after one game that you wouldn't have believed before this game? Yeah. yeah. It is ridiculous. Okay? Look, Brock Purdy did great under the circumstances. Uh, that's the important word, under the circumstances. That is something that is mm-hmm. not easy. You are the backup. You haven't played football um, aside from Kansas City and Arizona, right? Those games mm-hmm. when they were out of hand on both sides. And you were asked to, hey, we don't want you to just jump in here. We need you to score touchdowns for this team. And and win this game because, like, the Niners can't really lose at this point. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. It's one game. Yep. So, I guess this is the best time to pivot, Andrew. Yes, I I was literally going to say it. We we, we got this thing. We don't have to say it. We know what we're talking about. This is the best time to pivot, Andrew. 
Did the Panthers do something today? The Panthers <laughs> cut Baker Mayfield yes. today. Okay. I'm going to say this as calm as possible. Okay. The 49ers, after Brock Purdy played that game and Jimmy Garoppolo was named, you know, you know, whatever, season ending, they signed Josh Johnson. Let me say this. Mm-hmm. Josh Johnson, when pressed into duty for the Baltimore Ravens, has been fine. And he's played very well. Mm-hmm. But we are to a point now where 49er fans want to yell and talk about the fact that they'd rather see Josh Johnson get signed and they're like, oh, I like that. He likes that he knows the system. We're good. Yeah. Baker Mayfield comes and all of a sudden, oh God, I can't, I can't even like deal with the idea of Baker Mayfield. I don't want what guys, guys, look, 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 look me in the camera. Look here, right here. Yeah, got you. Let me look. You can believe what you want about Baker Mayfield. He's not that guy. He's not the number one overall guy. Got you. 100%. Where the 49ers are right now is in a fact where they should recon every single experienced quarterback at this point. And there is a quarterback out there who has run Shanahan's system, who has shown success in this league. But you're cool with Josh Johnson because he knows Shanahan's system. Because he's been here before. I do not want to disrespect Josh Johnson. No. But the fact that so many people are just poo-pooing the idea of acquiring Baker Mayfield for a mere one million dollars. One million dollars. Is insanity. Guys, I need you to start putting your thinking caps on. I need you to just be a little bit out of the box. We all laughed at Baker Mayfield when he was the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. That's fine. Now let's look at how the 49ers thought process is, and I'm going to pass it to you right after this, Andrew. Yes. Josh Johnson was the best available op, uh, you know, guy. Right away. The 49ers, didn't sign, the 49ers didn't sign him to the practice squad. He's on the 53. Yeah. You know why they did that? Because he was the best available option yesterday. The best available option today? Is, is Baker Mayfield? Yes. I just don't understand where you guys are thinking about this. I don't want to hear about Baker is trash. Cool. You have to literally grab every able-bodied, two-armed quarterback that has played football in this last three years. Don't tell me about Andrew Luck. Don't tell me about guys that haven't played football. Baker Mayfield's played football yes. this year, and you are sitting there, a team that wants your team to win. That wants to have insurance policies. And now Baker Mayfield is too far gone. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, Andrew. You can go yeah, for it, man. And I, I, I think the thought of Mayfield being too far gone, it, it, or not too far gone, but like Niner fans not wanting him, was the thought of the conversation of earlier in the year when he was available. And it was, well, would you rather have Garoppolo or would you rather, or two, last season, sorry, would you rather have Garoppolo or would you rather have Mayfield? Garoppolo. Garoppolo, absolutely he's hurt. Ten out of ten times, but and so I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't blame Niner fans for being stuck in that mindset of saying, "No, we didn't want him last year, so why would we want him now?" But the equations changed. It's would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Mister Irrelevant and see what happens? And it's it, it's now at that point where I'm gonna throw. Brock Purdy unfairly into the same conversation of people who two weeks ago wanted 
who who wanted? Hey, we see Sid the catfish. We love it. Uh, for Andrew, progressive real insurance too. commercials. Real yes, real quick too. Yes. If you bring in Baker Mayfield, I want you to start Brock Purdy. But what I want you to have is a sustainable guy who has played football yes. in the NFL right behind him. Yes. That's what I, I, I'm not yes. telling. And you know what another thing 49er fans have in their head? We're not signing Baker Mayfield to five years. Yeah, no, that's the other thing. It's not a max type contract. It's a one. What it's on literally one million. What are we talking about? Why yeah. is this not even like this should be a slam dunk 100% yeah. dunk. Go for it. Yeah, no, exactly. So, so. It's just in my mind, I don't want to unfairly put Brock Purdy and and I would even say maybe, uh, and I hate that I'm at this point because I'm one of those, like, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield guy, but you maybe start Baker over Purdy if you get him just because he has the experience and and it's this time where it's, it's the Niners are trying to win a Super Bowl right now. Correct. It's not the time to find out what Brock Purdy is. And that's why I'm more prone to say start this. Mayfield because he has NFL uh, experience, the first pick in the draft in the uh, the book. Oh, that's so good. That. If they that's get so that, good. that's a good so nickname. Good. I love Emiliano, that. So I love good. that, Emiliano. Um, so, yeah, man. So I, I, I know I'm saying a lot. It, it, it's just Baker Mayfield has NFL experience. He has experience in the Shanahan offense. And for those of you who are confused by what we're saying, you know, I know some people don't fully know playbooks and I don't either, but Kevin Stefanski runs pretty much the same offense as what Shanahan runs. Jason's pulling out his books. Um, So, so that's where I'm at with it. Nothing against Brock Purdy. And as I said, if Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season, for whatever reason, there it is, the 2021 Browns complete This guy. book is literally the Shanahan offense. It's the and same I, book, and, yeah. And I've got 49er fans in my mentions. Baker can't learn the offense. Guys, I don't want to be that guy, but let's please yes. get somewhere to where we understand the coaching tree. And and, and so I, I see Frisco 415 saying with a 16.8 quarterback rating, and I'm not going to say – I'm not picking on you, Frisco. You just, you're the one who said it. I've seen this a lot. That's in a Matt Rule offense. With the Carolina Panthers. With the Carolina Panthers. So like like I, I get it. Hold like on, I understand. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Yes. Let's 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 put it even further into context. Yes. Okay. Kyle Shanahan's done enough with his offense and his weapons for people to argue that Nick Mullins should be starting. Kyle Shanahan did enough with CJ Beathard to actually win games. Now all of a sudden Kyle Shanahan can't do enough. Yes. With Baker Mayfield. Yes. Listen to what you're trying to argue right now on, on, on this side in the comments. Listen to what you're trying to argue. Yes. You're trying to argue someone that is head and shoulders better than Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. He cannot produce in this offense. He yes. cannot produce with this mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. This coach that has you telling. Wait, 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 here we go. This is it. And this is the mic drop. And I'm going to pass it to you after yes. this. This coach. That after one game with Brock Purdy, has you saying, I don't want Baker Mayfield, I want Brock Purdy? This same coach. You are like, are you kidding me, guys? Yeah. yeah. We we need to get so many. Everybody needs to be here now at this point. You have already run through two, two quarterbacks that are starters. You have to bring in every single person now that has NFL experience. Every single person that people bring up to me in my mentions has not played football within the last two years. So now, a guy who played football this season yeah. is too good. But Brock Purdy, after one game with Kyle Shanahan, who has propped up yeah. three other quarterbacks under your watch, 
is now not able to get the most out of Baker Mayfield. I I, I don't understand yeah. it. I don't understand it. Yep. And Palo Alto and I, and we'll, we'll move to the defense after this. I think we got as much as the, out of the quarterback. Palo Alto and I made a point that we haven't touched on. We're like 24th in the lineup. We aren't going to get him. They could. They could hypothetically get him. And what he means is the waiver order. The Niners are, I think, 25th, actually, in, uh, in the waiver wire. That means every team gets an opportunity to put a claim in on him. And if they put the claim in, they get him. The only team, there is one team, I could see putting in a claim on Baker Mayfield right now, not named the San Francisco 49ers. And that's the Los Angeles Rams. And if they do that, they're doing it out of spite. It's A, out of spite. And B, the thing is about trading all of your draft picks is when you're three and nine, you're playing for nothing at this point. It does not hurt them. They're not tanking for a pick. They're not losing for a better draft position. I could 100% see the Rams claiming Baker Mayfield to a have a usable quarterback for the rest of the season and B screw the Niners out of it. Let's do this. Looks like Jason really wants San Francisco to claim and pay Mayfield. Whoa. I want 49er fans to acknowledge that this is the actual acknowledge me acknowledge him that this is the actual right process. Yes. Whether he makes it or not. Tavares. I, you know, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. This whole conversation's you. mute. <laughs> right. Tavarius, you're, you know, I'm not picking Absolutely. on you. You're, you're a loyal listener. I, I, I fucking Day one. They get it. You know, like, I, I get that. But it's just funny for me for 49er fans to say, well, we got Brock Purdy. I don't care. Yeah. It's one game. It's one game. It's, it's one, one game. game. If Brock Purdy goes out there and falls flat on his face against Tampa Bay, you're going to say, damn, we need a replacement. Oh, will you? This is why you insulate yourself with more options. Yes. And when you talk about a million dollars, a million dollars. It's a, yeah. It's not, it's a drop in the bucket. You were going to pay that to Jimmy Garoppolo based on his incentive. For him showing up to a game. Isn't it like, doesn't he get like a million per game or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, so one more thing. One, One last thing. And we'll definitely move on because it's already a half hour. We yeah, we're at half an hour. We haven't even talked about the offense. We haven't even talked about it. If you believe that Baker Mayfield can tear down the locker room culture that Kyle Shanahan and his roster has built, yeah. then you don't believe in Kyle Shanahan and this culture as much as you think you do. This man has one option. Get over here, do what he's told, be quiet because yeah. he needs to get another job next year. Yeah. And if you believe that one man is capable of taking down what Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, yeah. all these guys have built, then you never believed in the culture to begin with. I love that. I I, I love that. And also, too, just on that point, I read, I did read a tweet, I don't know who sent it. Uh, apparently, Baker wasn't in it. People liked him in the Panthers locker room. So, Take it, take it as you may. Yeah, exactly. They paid two million for Sudfeld. They threw that away. So, so like, like me, one, million? That's, one million, one million, exactly. Mark, thank you. So, Mark, uh, thank you for this point. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that, but I'm not cool with this. But yeah, exactly. Mark, thank you. That is a fantastic Guys, point your, that I didn't even think of. I love swung, that. Your opinions have swung so far that it has pushed you away from rational logic. Yeah, this is my thing, man. Yep. And when you fall back from the money and all that stuff it's well baker's a locker room cancer again if you believe that baker could take this down then you never believed in this locker room ever 
We'll leave it at that. We're gonna we're gonna transition. We've spent yeah, 30 minutes on the quarterback. Defense, There's gonna man. be plenty of time. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna skip the rest of the offense. Uh I'll, I'll read some key numbers and we'll go from there. Christian McCaffrey, 25 touches, 146 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Use check with the first receiving touchdown of the game for the 49ers. Jordan Mason. Shout out Jordan Mason. Eight carries, 51 yards. He looked I, I, I'll share some thoughts about uh, my thoughts being at the game at the end, but he looked electric. I was uh, happy for you being at the game. Dog, uh, we'll, we'll talk about my thoughts on yeah. the game at the end. We'll get through the actual game. Uh, Samuel and IU combined 11 receptions for give or take 100 yards. Just a pretty good game for the offense. Uh, so let's get to the defense now because that's where I want to talk. Uh, so – there's something funny about allowing a 75-yard touchdown pass to Trent Sherfield at the start of the game. I thought that was uh, – now that the Niners won, I thought that was hilarious. I was lie. I was laughing in the middle of my section. And and look, real quick, Josh Johnson is good. He's solid. He's, he's fine. That was, that was the Ravens, though, you know, yeah, um, and Greg Roman schemed it up. Josh Johnson's fine, but again – you need more options. So yes. if one is practice squad, if one's not, whatever, keep one. So obviously a less than ideal start for the Niners offense, right? Or defense. They then start the fourth quarter with that 45-yard touchdown pass to Tyree Kill. Those two plays went for a combined 120 yards, Jason. The, on the Dolphins' other 43 plays on Sunday, they went for 188. So unless they were moving the ball on big, big chunks of yardage, the Dolphins weren't doing anything against the Niners offensively yesterday, and that's because of the defense. Nick Bosa, it, 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 it's always time to talk Nick Bosa depoy conversation, but we're we're there. It, it's to a point where if Nick Bosa doesn't win depoy, it is it's a shame, really. Miami ran the ball eight times, became very one dimensional. I, I Mostert and Wilson talked a lot. Hold on, really hold on, hold much. on, Andrew. Hold on, Andrew. The Miami Dolphins ran the ball eight times, which was the lowest amount of rushes in Dolphins history. Really? I see. I so so see. That's the thing I missed from watching the game at home, being able to look at all the stats. I did not know also that they did not convert a third down until you tweeted it today. I didn't even realize that. Uh, like the, these are these are stupid stats we're pulling up with them. Like eight rushes against the Dolphins, the fewest in franchise history. Apparently, Jason, Apothe- the fewest in Dolphins, and that's history. not a, that's not a new franchise. That's no. not a particularly new franchise. No. Um, Tua, I, I I don't even know how to look this stat up, Jason, but I'd have to imagine the Niners might have became the first team in NFL history. Yesterday, this isn't true. I don't know how true this is, so I might be making this up to have two separate instances where they force two turnovers on consecutive plays. That feels like a stat that I don't know if it's true or not, but it feels like it would be true because how often does – does first of all, the, the think how often does turnovers happen on consecutive plays, first of all, and then have it happen two times in the same game because two of his first two interceptions happen on consecutive plays and then both a strip sack and then Skylar Thompson's interception – happen on consecutive Dolphins plays. So there's wow. something fun to chew on. Um, Here's here's something that I don't think 49er fans want to hear. The first touchdown was because a safety didn't get to his spot. Not, yeah. not Hufanga. Not Hufanga. Okay. To Sean Gibson. Yes. And 
so many plays were left on the field for the Dolphins. And a lot of the the initial first half dominance from the 49ers defense has to do with the fact that Tua was airmailing throws. Tua was not good yesterday. Tua stunk. Tua was Tua stunk. for a long time in that game. Yeah. And I'm tired of people telling me he's better than Justin Herbert. I'm tired of you trying to push this propaganda of him being. This is, again, why I was so confident the 49ers would handle business. Yeah. And the fact that the 49ers handle business with their third string quarterback is even more funny. Dolphin fans were Dolphins fans deserve everything. I, I hope you guys are continuing to cook them because they talk way too much. Um, but this team couldn't run the ball. They haven't all season. They're 28th in the league for a reason. Um Jeff Wilson got one carry in this game. One. One. Um, the one good run for Raheem Mostert was called back on a holding mm-hmm. um penalty. Two of airmail throws the entire time. The star of this offense is two people. Yeah. Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel was cooking. I love him. I love him. In, the fourth, in the fourth quarter, he was cooking. Mm-hmm. He he had that game on the ropes, and that's why he was so upset, I think, with the, the G- Gasicki call because he was motioning Tyreek Hill and giving the 49ers hell Yeah, because Tyreek Hill's a game changer. And – this is my problem. The Miami defense isn't that good. And I just, I like Mike McDaniel. He's going to win a lot of games as long as he's a head coach. They're going to be fine. They're not going to be fine as long as Tua is airmailing guys. Yes. Uh, Tua, Tua's just got to, like, like Jimmy Garoppolo, got to be a point guard. Just get the ball into his receiver's hand. And you mentioned Mike McDaniel as well, and Jason. He was coaching his ass off. The fact that that game was as close as it was near the end, and that's what I'm saying. It's like it was such a weird game because a lot of these stats, I love Don Burr. Shout out Don Burr. Hey, real quick, I'm interjecting into my Niner conversation. Did you see the spread for Vikings at Lions on Sunday? No. I saw it earlier. It may have changed. I'm going to double check because because Vegas, the betting odds always change. The nine, the 10 and two Minnesota Vikings are one point underdogs to the five and seven Detroit Lions on Sunday. Hey, Don Burr. That's amazing. That's amazing. So shout out Don Burr for that. Don Burr, you, not only are you an honorary 49ers Twitter member, we are all. Lions fans, we are all Lions this fans. week. This, this oh, week, we are all Lions fans. Go whip their ass, man! Yes. Go whip their ass, oh, man! The Jets, it. the Jets gave them hell with yeah. Mike White. The yeah. Jets just gave the Vikings hell with mm. Mike White, man. Yeah, go whip their ass and go get it done, man. We all are with you, man. We love it. We love it, Donber. Thank you as always for watching. But yeah, no. So so back to the point of Mike McDaniel, and, and, and I said it was a weird game because it really felt like the Niners dominated, but they really didn't. But they also did. Like it, it was weird. It's, they did, but they didn't. But then they did. Yeah, it, it's it's so dumb and strange, and it's really the only thing because I, I forty minutes to twenty minutes time of possession, the Niners ran thirty more plays than the Dolphins. And yet Mike McDaniel's was in this game until the very end. So I, I do want to give Mike McDaniel well, credit. And, and if Tua hit like this is a wildly different game if Tua hits like two or three different throws. You're right, hundred percent. And that's my point. 
is in the first half, the defense largely succeeded because Tua was bad. In the second half, they cook they because cook. they're good. What I want to say that's is this. What we're used to seeing is the second half adjustments. Right. What I want to say is this. I'm going to crack my knuckles real quick. I didn't hear it. I, I want de- defensive player of the year for Nick Bosa. Yes. 100%. I mean, he, the guy just literally week in, week out. Eric Armstead is back. Eric and I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of all of you. Anyone, 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 who ever had anything bad to say because DeForest Buckner is on the Colts. Let me tell you something. When someone goes to you and they tell you about Eric Armstead's stats, and they say, "Oh, well, he had this, this, and this." Eric Armstead is the reason the guy who gets the sack, gets the tackle for loss, gets the interception happens. So I'm tired of you. Eric Armstead matters. Yes. I'm tired of all of you. Because anytime that anyone brings up anything about Eric Armstead, they bring it up and they bring up stats and they bring up, oh, well, he has this, this, and that. Watch the game. See. Watch the game. That man was occupying three and four linemen for Nick Bosa to run clear on sacks. That man was incredible on the inside, getting to Tua to make Jimmy Ward get the interception. Don't sit here and tell me that you are still comparing DeForest Buckner to Eric Armstead at this point. I don't care. DeForest Buckner is in hell. His team just gave up 33 points in the fourth quarter. You think I give a shit about DeForest Buckner at this point? How many playoff wins does he have since the trade? Defensive tackle playoff wins matter too. I don't care. I don't care. Y'all need to start watching football and putting respect on Eric Armstead's name. Anytime anyone brings up Eric Armstead's stats, his pressures, his tackles for loss, all that, take it away. Because they're not watching the game. Mm-hmm. The 49ers absolutely mm. made the right decision. I don't care. That's my mic drop. Defensive tackle is very much a position that I don't really worry about. Unless it's like Aaron Donald because he's a game-breaking defensive tackle. But stats don't matter. Eric Armstead had zero tackles yesterday. Zero tackles for loss. He probably should deserve a lot of credit for some of those most <laughs> sacks. Some of the so, pressures. So, so, yeah. we'll say that one more time. Say that one more time. Eric Armstead finished with zero tackles and zero tackles for loss and zero sacks, zero pass deflections. He had a quarterback hit. <laughs> but defensive tackle is a position that I don't <sighs> care about stats because it, it is a position, especially in the Niners defense with how important the edge rushers are in the past. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and quantify the importance of rush game stuff because I like there's really no way to quantify it. But what he does in the pass game to enable whatever site he's on or whoever's on the side next to him, it, you, you can't quantify that. And that's why Eric Armstead's so important to this. So and he gets he gets a lot of flack because the Niners tried to start him as an edge rusher. And then they found out that he's a pretty damn good defensive tackle and pretty damn good at taking up space. And I don't want to make this comparison because it's not apples to apples. But you remember the thought of the Harbaugh teams that Alden Smith was a different player without Justin Smith? Think about it more or less. And I'm not saying Nick Bosa needs Eric Armstead. No, he doesn't. But I don't know if it's necessarily coincidence. It helps. Nick, 
I don't think it's coincidence that Nick Bosa had as many sacks yesterday than he did in the entire month of November when Armstead missed the entire month of November and Armstead Talk was back yesterday. to them past so, Greeny. There so, we go. So in a game where we can correlate this and say, hey, the Miami Dolphins offense is shit because they are. Yeah. That's cool. We're good with that. I want to hold this up. Yeah, I'm holding mine too. We're doing it together. Um, I want you guys to start watching football. And stop worrying about stats. Yeah. Please stop worrying mm-hmm. about stats. I don't give a shit what DeForest Buckner is doing right now. DeForest Buckner is languishing in Indianapolis. We'll never see a playoff game. And his team gave the, up like, 33 points in the fourth quarter. Like on stuff. like real real question, and, and I I don't think we'll ever get a real answer. Do you think Eric Armstead is seeing what three years in the future look like with the Colts? And he got his contract shout out. Do you think he maybe sees what the two teams look like at this point and says, maybe I should have taken less money to stay there? Maybe. Maybe. But, I, I'm, not, I'm, ne- I'm never going to be one but, person to say, like, don't go but, get your money. Always no, go get your money, but, players. No, but. I think there's a point go, to be made. Yeah, go get your money. Yeah. That's it. But, like, honestly, for me, if you come to me and you yeah. tell me about Eric Armstead's impact, and you bring up stats, you are proving to me that you either, one, haven't watched the game, or don't understand what it is that he brings. Mm -hmm. And Hassan Ridgeway went down in this game. Mm -hmm. He's going to be out probably a season ending. That's something that's important back, I believe. Yeah, that's something that's kind of, you know, impactful. Mm -hmm. But for people to dismiss... Oh, well, this defense is fine without Eric Armstead. Oh, well, you know, look at what DeForest Buckner is doing. Stop it. Just stop it. The argument's debunked. Dude. You sound stupid. You sound crazy okay. at this point. So, yes, Eric look Armstead. At, look stop at our guy Don Burr. Don Burr says it perfectly. Armstead, a dude, take him any day. Don Burr That's knows it. football. So there you go. That's it. Jason, let's get to uh, let's get to three stars. You want to get to three stars? No, we still got more to talk about on the defense. Let's keep going. What, what you got? I got a lot. Um, The thing that we talked about this entire week when it came to the Dolphins and the 49ers, everybody wanted to compare Mike against Kyle. Yes. It was Mike against D'Amico. Yeah. Guess who got it done? D'Amico. Oh, wow. So it's funny. You know, Kyle picks on his understudies, won a bunch of games, right? Um, against McVeigh, against LaFleur, against McDaniel now. Okay. Yeah. I just want to keep giving love to D'Amico because it, yeah. I, I'm trying to give flowers while he's here. Yeah, no, we only have we have a very limited amount of weeks to do this. Yes, that's my point. And you're and it's dwindling now. Yes. Because now we're getting to the end of D'Amico's time as defensive coordinator. What's funny about the 49ers defense is this. When they give up points, it's not because of anything that the offense did to them. It's usually because of something that they didn't do on their own end. The two touchdowns in this game are responsible for uh, are on the two safeties, mm-hmm. both of them. Okay, one for one and one for the other. But that's how we felt about the Chiefs game. So when this team executes, when they're in their spots, I want to talk about the Miko Ryan's man. I really do. I just, I'm just, 
I'm I'm trying to figure out ways to figure out. I'm trying to figure out ways to figure out. This is terrible. To, to I'm to trying to figure it, out who's the up, who's the upgrade. Who is the defensive coordinator upgrade at this point when it comes down? I think the closest name you can maybe get is Vic Fangio. Vic is the godfather of too high. Rich Madrid would love that. I'd yeah. love it because then I could finally figure out what the hell Fangio is. But but there. but we got to get to a point where is he an upgrade on D'Amico? Ready? You ready? I think I know your answer. You ready? I think I know no. your answer. Yeah. No. No, he's. I don't know. I don't think nope. so. Nope. Nope. Chris Kosarek is an incredible defensive line coach. He should stay there. Yeah. Um, Andrew was at camp one day. One day. There's loud music going on during camp while we're there. There's one voice. Yeah. That you hear. <laughs> there was one voice over the music. You... Like who is talking over this music right now? And it's it's who is it? It's Chris Kosarik. So, 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 um, I was lucky enough to be at the joint practices last season um, against the Chargers. My goodness, it was it was the same thing. Like, there's literally two fields where this happens, and you only hear Chris Kosarik. I think Chris Kosarik doesn't have ambition to be a defensive coordinator. I think he's good where he's at, and I think that the 49ers have identified a guy who can identify the traits and get the most of them. By Chris Kosari. So, like, it's like, I just want to give Demico his flowers. That's yes. it. I just want to give Demico his flowers. So, when we're talking about defense, I think Mooney Ward had a good game. I think Diamandola North did very well, considering what uh what happened in this game and what could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give love to Drake Greenlaw. Yeah, he was all over the place. He was all yeah. over the place on Sunday. There, I said it. So, look. Yep. We haven't been... Exactly the most, you know, Drake Greenlaw over Aziz thing. I still, I still got Aziz. I, I, I'm still an Aziz guy. Yeah, Drake Greenlaw is playing exceptional football right now. Yes, he is playing. Very, he's making the conversation harder. Yes, he is. He is. He is. He is. And he's getting getting me to a point where I can't double down on what I've said about Aziz because he's playing so well. He's knocked off the the penalties. Um, he is flying to the ball. There was a play in this game that I can't necessarily remember. He threw a pass to as uh, some to a threw a pass like behind the line of scrimmage. It looked like it was just gonna go for it was like one or two yards. It looked like it was gonna go for a first down. Greenlaw closes the gap so fast that not not only did it not go for any yards that it looked like a loss. So shout out to Drake Greenlaw man. And yes. this defense is special man. I that Vince McMahon meme is special. Go, going into the game, I expected to see Fred Warner. You know, obviously, like he's the Niners, one of their best defensive players. Dre Greenlaw did everything I expected to see Fred Warner do yesterday. Like, like it was unbelievable. He felt like he was in on every play. He had such a good game yesterday. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. I, I, I'm excited to see what it is. And, and as I said, like when Jason and I have these takes where we say one player is better than the other for whatever, we hope we're proven wrong because I think that's a good issue. I think it's a very good issue. So Trey Greenlaw is definitely making the conversation more difficult. He was all over the place on Sunday. He was, he was not, not named Nick Bosa. He was their best defensive player on the field. So there it is there. And and Jason, the the play on uh, Tyreek Stragrout, I think that's the play Jason was mentioning one of the greatest plays they ever seen a linebacker make great point 
there you, you got anything else on the defense jason before before no. we move on you got no, we're everything. Good. i think we're good i think the only thing that we can say is if this defense isn't going to perform it's on their own accord it's not because of anything that anybody's going to do to them yes they, sometimes they're out of position sometimes they take a bad angle sometimes they are too aggressive it leads to points but i think this game was the best I mean, this and the Chiefs game were the best examples of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Just when there's teams that are able to take advantage of your mistakes, they will. But the 49ers give up points only when they make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it's not anything other than just like trying to just be in your spot. Let's go, man. this This might be the biggest compliment I can give this defense. I think the defense is so good. It doesn't matter who the, who the quarterback is. I think this defense can do things. I think they can make it work. This defense will put the team in a chance, no matter who the quarterback is, exactly. to, to win the game. And, and I think that's the best way to put it. And and that's not um, a shot at anybody. That's not. That's it. Like that's just it. The defense is good. Take it as a defensive compliment and not a shot on anybody else. It's just this, that's what it is. That's why the whole discussion about points per game and how many points the 49ers had to score was completely overblown. How many points do the 49ers need to score to win games? More than their opponent. That's it. And the defense is a big part of that. So, again, if the defense is giving up 13 points, score 14, that's it. And there's no defense on the other side that's as good as yours. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Three stars, time, and Jason, I'm going to instantly just contradict one of the things you said five minutes ago. It was a great point. I'm going to contradict it. You said it was not a battle of Shanahan versus McDaniel as McDaniel oh, versus it. Ryan. Oh, let's, let's, let's give love to Coach. My number three star is Kyle Shanahan. A lot of talk on the week about Mike McDaniel and his role with the Niners. Shanahan had maybe one of his best games of the season. I thought everything considered with the quarterback change, uh, but two fourth down convert attempts. I love were, that. Which we're trending in the right one. Got one of them, a quarterback sneak. The second one, I don't even care. It was an interception. Brock Purdy threw it 30 yards down the field and whoever made the pick, I forget who it was, cost the Dolphins 30 yards. Uh, and then the last one is he went two for two on challenges for the first time since his first season as a head coach, and they were both crucial challenges. They won. They were both on drops. The first was on a third down. He ended that drive. He ended that drive. He absolutely ended that drive. The first one was the third down. Miami gets a fourth down conversion the next play, but then on another fourth down conversion, it's incomplete. Oh, I know you're still there, uh, and that's okay. Uh, So so I'm going to give Kyle Shannon the flowers, third star. Mm, I love that. And I wish that I could – I don't know why he's your third star, Andrew. Can you elaborate a little? Like the, the, these next two stars got to be really good. Well, I think we're gonna do a three-two-one countdown on the number one star of the game. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you just want to hear my number two right now? No, my third okay. star. My third star. Dre Greenlaw, and Dre Greenlaw. I've said some things about you that I need you to improve. You completely improved them. I love being wrong about this, 100%. Drake Greenlaw has been playing out of his mind. And when people say that this linebacker core was the best in the league, I would argue that it was because of Aziz mm-hmm. right now. It's because of you. 
So Drake Greenlaw, I offer up my formal apology. There you go. My formal apology. I, you know, everybody always wants – it's so, so funny. One player makes a play, and everybody asks me on Twitter, apologize. Oh, I love that. I, I got I, – we got that one for Purdy yesterday. I like Yeah, I know. I, Purdy, I enjoy Purdy makes one throw, those. and it's just like, can you not slander well, him? I'm like, slander or tell you the truth. But like, Acknowledge him. Hey, look, Drake Greenlaw, I know you watch. I know you're watching this right now with your yes. velvet do-rag on because you like that. I'm sorry. And what I mean by the velvet do rag is he wore it every day in camp. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And, I know what you're referencing. And, and it means, and it means that the velvet do rag is during heat. You know those nylon ones, those silky ones. They're fine. They let air in. Those nylon ones, those 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 uh those velvet ones are different. So look, Drake Greenlaw, I know you're watching right now with your velvet do rag on. I apologize. Yes. You've been playing amazing. Love it. I love it. Uh, my number two star, I'm going to go Brock Purdy. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a very tough situation to be thrown into for anybody. Uh, you add in Mr. Irrelevant. You add in it's a game the Niners need to win, and he plays good enough to, to get the win. Uh, so I, I do want to give him his credit. I know this podcast has been rough on him. Through one week, he's one for one. Let's see what it looks from here on out if he starts. But for through one week, he is one for one. And, yeah. and that's all that matters because the Niners won. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Brock Purdy the number two star. I don't disagree with anything that you said. I want to reiterate for the people that are here that are new that want me to apologize. It's one game, but he did the best he could within that one game, considering mm-hmm. the circumstances, considering how aggressive that Miami Dolphins defense was. They play a lot of man. They blitzed the shit out of this young man. And he mm-hmm. stood in there and understood protection, where the ball was going processing sometimes is better than talent right now brock purdy after one game he processed and he did very well you have to give him his props yes my number two player eric armstead there it is. i, I want you coming. guys to enjoy the fact that you've had this defense this entire time and eric armstead has not played many snaps and you mm-hmm. watched him yesterday on limited snaps reek absolute havoc on this offensive line. And that's not something that just because the Miami Dolphins offensive line is whatever is something that you could just say, well, it was against them. He'll do that Mm -hmm. against anybody because his impact goes further than stats. The attention that he occupies is bigger than that. Eric Armstead's number two. Let's do number one. I think we have the right answer. The book of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on the count of three, uh, on three, we'll do on three. Yep. One, two, three. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. There we go. Three sacks, a forced fumble, two tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, uh, three tackles of his own. He's pretty good. I don't know if you heard Brock. Uh, Brock. Uh, Nick Bosa. He's pretty good at this football thing, and it's Brock really Bosa. time. You Brock Bosa. There we go. We like it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, dude, the, 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 he's unbelievable. It's really time that we ramp up the defensive player of the year. So every episode for the rest of the season, I'm just going to throw it out there that Nick Bosa should be the defensive player of the year. I'm throwing it out there the rest of the season. Every episode. Shouldn't have taken this game for you guys to realize that Nick Bosa was good. I'm sure, you know, we have the smartest viewers in the world. Um, they, you know, in the NFL world, they, uh, they we call love us our out. Viewers. Yeah, they call us out on our own shit. And mm-hmm. I love it. Nick Bosa is different, man. It's just there's like 
to be able to have him fall to them at two because the Arizona Cardinals did the right thing by taking the quarterback that they needed, right? Mm -hmm. Like at that point, the stars align. Nick Bosa, lifetime 49er, don't ever let him leave. You know, like George Kittle said, I'm so happy he's on my team. He's man, he's just like, like legitimately. I don't know if I can remember a player who came in the league and immediately dominated and just kept it going. Like some guys come in smoking and then eventually things just like kind of fall apart for them. But Nick Bosa is different, man. And thank goodness for him. And he is the reason that this 49ers team, well, not him. It's all entire defense, but yes, him. Um, He's the, the reason the 49ers have a chance in every single game. Nick Bosa, easily number one star. Easily number one. Yep. Not, not even close. Number one defensive player of the year as well. I don't know if you heard me mention that at all, Jason, it was a fun episode. Uh, the, the season is officially at a weird point. It, it, it's, it's really a, a, let's see what happens from here. Situation. I said, we have a, like 190 people in here right now. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe to Jason Aponte's YouTube channel. We go live twice a week. Next week, we're going to go live three times because there's a Thursday night game. So oh, it'll, it'll, it'll be a busy, busy week on, yeah, dude, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because we got Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, my God. And then gotta, Thursday after the game, too. God. Yeah, oh, it's going to be a bit. But, hey, you get, you get the weekend off. You get to watch football. It's going to be fun. Okay. Uh, Jason. So I went to my second football game yesterday. Talk uh, about it. I haven't been to an NFL game since. Ask me. Want to know what Levi's? Want to know what Levi's? All that matters. All I might not be the best fan, but I win. Fan wins are important. Want to know what Levi's? My my first real takeaway from seeing what the NFL looks like in person for the first time in my adult life: football is a fucking violent game. Okay. It is unbelievable. Like it, it, you're so used to seeing it on TV, and like you're just like, this is what it looks like. Oh my god, they are so fat. Like there was like six or seven run plays where I was like, oh my god, that hole's wide open. How are you not hitting that hole? And by the time that thought gets into my brain, that hole is gone. It is amazing. The 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 Tyree Kill touchdown play. I thought Tua just misunderstood something on the play and was just throwing it away almost Tyree kill is the fastest human being I've ever seen in person because I, I didn't think there was a chance he was getting to that ball and seeing his speed in real life is different than T. If you have not been to an NFL game, I don't think you could understand what it actually looks like in real. That was the biggest takeaway I had is how different football looks in person than it does on TV. Um, I got to see some really cool people as well that's, yesterday. That's really what I want to get to. Yeah, go ahead. Andrew, I saw a picture of you and celebrity Steph Sanchez. Yes. I saw a picture of you and Sin. One of our oh yeah, one of our faithful listeners, Sin. It, and it, it gave was, me FOMO. It gave yeah. me FOMO. Like I wish like, you were there. I, literally I, in my head, I'm just like, damn it, why didn't I just get on a plane and just go do it? It it was fun. It, the atmosphere was there. I will give Dolphin fans credit. I know we had fun with them last week. There was like 25% Dolphin fans there. It was pretty packed with Dolphin fans. There was a lot of them. They got loud. That was fun. It, 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 it was just a fun vibe, and I'm really looking oh, forward to my next game. On. That's I what I want to ask you. What's up? Because on the broadcast, there were defense chants yeah. in Levi Stadium, and they weren't loud. You heard them. You could hear them. 
There was plenty. So they of were deep. I would say 75-25. I didn't get a picture of the crowd when the game was going on, so I can't really like show it. But um, there was a lot of Dolphins fans. I, so I, I will give them credit. That's the one of the furthest trips they can make, I believe, from Miami to Santa Clara. Uh, there, there was a lot of Dolphin fans there. So shout out them. Uh, but the atmosphere was electric. Um, it, it was cool to see all the stuff that, that you don't see going on. Like watching... Watching Shanahan on the sideline was fun. Seeing sidelines reactions to certain plays was fun. I'm really excited to go next time, whenever that may be, whenever I get a great chance, you know, get a chance to go. And see championship but, against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. NFC championship. You gotta play, you gotta play, you gotta play to I gotta go to Phil all the way to Philly. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. You gotta you gotta come here. Yeah. And we uh, I live 90 I thought, minutes from Philadelphia. I thought, well, my plan was to go out there to to do the Brian Reynolds. No, like you're Yankee coming Stadium out here. You're Aaron coming Judge. out here to watch Aaron Judge come back home. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, well, I, but for are, are we doing an emergency pod on Wednesday when the news comes out? Like, I feel like a five. He's at the he's at the Tampa Bay New Orleans game right now. He's at the Buccaneers game, but he also is apparently supposed to go to San Diego uh, for winter meetings. And 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 see, all right. So, real quick about baseball. Aaron Judge is like the hot commodity after you just get out of a long relationship and you're mm-hmm. single. Okay. Why wouldn't you go take a meeting here, there, here, there, here, there before you make your decision, right? Yeah. When you're single, you want to like, you know, float around. So that's why like when everybody's like, oh my God, he's in San Francisco. Well, was he not supposed to go meet with the Giants? Yeah. <laughs> was he not supposed to go meet with the Dodgers? Now the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox are in. Wow. Shocker. Shocker. Baseball teams are into the best free agent available. Shocker. The Red Sox, the Red Sox are on are, are in now. Like, yeah. dude, the, the, none of these meetings mean anything. And if I could quote the great Andrew Pasquini. None of this means anything until it means something, and none of it means And it means something until, until it, it means something, nothing. Yeah. yeah, like, it's just, yeah, like, right now. So, look, so by this logic, like Jason says, judges are right now. Yeah, he's, he's a, right. He's a, he's a, he's a oh, right. I'll, so, I'll, I'll be a thousand percent honest, though. Like, I, I'm such a hypocrite on that because when I saw the news that Judge unfollowed the Yankees, I'm like, we got him. We got him. Right. Look, so look, let me let me real quick. Let me tap. And you know what? Tonight feels like a good night for like, you know, I don't know if you're up for it, you know, just like maybe uh sprint after the after dark. I, just I a little bit. Able, just a I might be down yeah. for a couple minutes. All right, yeah, just a little while. Like so, if, if so, you want to so, do sprint after dark, I'm with it. Okay, let's 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 cut it off. Let's cut, let's it, cut it off, off here. Then. So so real quick, so let's cut it off because there there are people who listen to our shit that don't care about baseball. So yeah. Yeah. So so we're we're ending the 49ers portion of the podcast. We're going to hang out for maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes is good. We'll have a fun conversation on the side. So if you want to hang out, talk, whatever you guys want, we are officially off. If you want to talk 49ers, we'll talk 49ers, but we are off 49ers talk for now. Jason Ponte, as always, let's go Niners and the rock better face Roman Reigns after he wins the Royal Rumble in oh, wrestlemania you're, you're reading the dirt sheets hey hang out for a a sprint red option podcast after dark if you're on the video audio listeners we'll be back friday i don't know how to end a podcast let's go niners thing. yeah let's go niners <laughs>